Hey, what's up? This is Chef Noel Cunningham, your Jamaican chef. Welcome to What's Cooking with Chef Noel, the podcast that dishes on the food and beverage industry and the entrepreneurial spirit and everything relevant to being a chef. If you love to cook or eat, this is the show for you. What's Cooking with Chef Noel, witty, real and informative. Hey my people, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of What's Cooking with Chef Noel. It's a brand new week, which means it's time for a brand new episode of your favorite podcast with your favorite Jamaican chef, Chef Noel Cunningham. And this week I'm talking with Janice Bartley, who is the owner, director, boss lady, and the founder of Foodpreneur Lab. And Foodpreneur Lab is where food dreams grow. And it's all about supporting black entrepreneurs to get in the future of food. And this week we're talking food segregation, women in business, and how slavery you know, really affected us as business people. Why overcoming systemic barriers are important, why representation matters, and why access is important to us. So this week it's all about food, it's all about entrepreneurship, it's all about the know-how. How can you become a better business person in the food industry? How can you compete? How can you maintain and sustain? So you want to join this conversation. You say, you know what? Let's dig in. Session is about to get late. We're talking about entrepreneurship, we're talking about journey, we're talking about food, and Janice is definitely with us. And she has all the experience and the skill and the knowledge and the know-how. So we're gonna dig right in the conversation. Hello, Janice. How are you? Hi, Chef Noel. A pleasure to be here, and thank you so much thank for you. having me. And did I pronounce your name properly? Is it Janice or Janice or I know? Well, ja- if you're from Jamaica, it's Janice. <laughs> <laughs> I know these names, you know. These days with names, your name can spell um Janice and it's pronounced Jasmine. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Well, listen, I I always know my Jamaican people because they say Janice. That's how I know. You always so say Janice, right? They always call me Janice. It's it's Janice, but my Janice, Janice, brothers Janice. Janice. call yeah. me Janice, and I answer yeah. both. So and that's my. And that's my big problem now with um with Jamaicans. I, I think we're losing our name culture with all these fancy names these days. Keep it simple, man. Janice, Pam, Antoinette, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have um Shakira, and, you know. <laughs> uh, absolutely, we get yeah. creative. What can I tell you? <laughs> yes, and that's what we're talking about today: how to be creative and yes, help us to understand you a bit more better and your journey. Like, what do you do and how did you get started like 30 years ago mm-hmm. or more? Yeah. Okay. So um, one thing I recognized about myself was that um, I was not an academia. I, yeah. I was not big on school. I went yeah. to school. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I went to school. But to say I was engaged, it would, would be a little bit dishonest. I was more, honestly, a track and field person. I love oh, yeah? sports. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to go to the Olympics. But at that time, similar to where we are today, um, I didn't know who to talk to, where to go to or what to do. Yeah. You know, sports was always an outlet for me. 
Um, this is how I fell into entrepreneurship. I, I had an opportunity to work with a friend or at a, at a, a colleague, I should say. And I realized that, hey, this is, this is where my strong suits are. Yeah. So I identified something that perhaps um, other people weren't aware of. And you have to understand if you are an entrepreneur, it's not something people externally are going to immediately recognize. It's an internal recognition. Yeah. You know what? And here, and here's a little indicator. You know what? I give you a dollar, you, may, you bring me back a dollar fifty. That's some entrepreneurism. Okay. Yeah, but, right there. Yeah. You know, you know, you know how to get money and 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 get your return on investment. So that's yeah. usually an indicator. So um, so I was in the hospitality sector and I was and culinary as well. And uh, I was a trainer. And I used to help send um, young chefs overseas on stages. And I did that for about 15 years. And, you know, I've dabbled in some other entrepreneurship activity. And, um, yeah, that's, that's where I kind of hold, honed my skill set. Yeah. So some, somebody might be saying, well, you know, so did you work it out? Yes, I did. I worked in an optician's office, a dentist's office, a retail yeah. store, a retail management, a laundry store. But here's a common thread. Yeah. Customer service. I honed my customer service skill sets. So yeah. I don't want anybody to think in terms of, you know what, I'm in this dead end job. There's always a way from where you are at yeah. that will help you in the future. Yeah. Don't minimize what you're doing. It might not be exactly where you want to but, be, but it but, serves a purpose. But you mentioned about customer service and what, you know, something I learned while I was doing, while I was in college here. <laughs> that's something that that's really big in Jamaica that they really teach you that much is skills is oh you can transfer skills yes so some people think customer service is only if you're just directly dealing with people or your customer service if that's your job but customer services is something that you can take and what i love that you just mentioned is the different jobs that you have held yeah so we're following I mean, the story was, we're following the yeah, story ma- oh. <laughs> master of all master yeah. of all trades um yeah i and and here's the thing. I was doing all that because I couldn't find my fit. Yeah. That's what that was about. It wasn't because I wasn't committed to anything. I was seriously seeking out where do I fit in, in this society, in this universe. In other words, what we all ask, what is my purpose? And you felt clueless, right? At times you felt clueless. You felt like you don't lost. Care. You felt like lost. I, I can't go to work today. I can't do it. I can't. This oh, is just, yeah. listen. And every, share thought of it. and every job you go to, there's some problem. You're unhappy. No fulfillment. Yeah. No fulfillment. Yeah. No fulfillment. Uh, yeah. Because that means to an end. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you are looking at it from that lens, you there's a on it, there's a degree of honesty you have to start asking yourself, which is what is it I really want to do and what it is I'm good at? And that is an answer that does not happen overnight. No, I want no. to be very clear to people, no. okay? Yeah. Because yeah. some people think. Oh yeah, I just wake up and today I'm gonna to be an entrepreneur. Let me tell you something. The struggle think, for an I think, entrepreneur. I think is today, great. I think today you're coming with some spiritual energy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're preaching today. <laughs> I am. I am yeah. because yeah. because um don't think for a second. Yes, that full-time paying job by weekly paycheck is hard. Yeah. But if you think for a second entrepreneurship is any easier, no, oh, no. no, no absolutely no. not. Have, it's a different, it's a different It is, yeah. You have way more bills. It's it's harder. 
It is. And it is a bet on yourself. Yeah. So the yeah. question becomes how committed to how committed are you to yourself and your dream? Yeah. That's what it boils down yeah. to, right? Yeah. And you're gonna have neighbors that are gonna come along. And that will be friends as well. Yeah. But it's your that purpose. But it's your purpose and it's your vision and it's your feeling. And it's 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 always taking a risk. And I believe just like for you, myself and many others, you know when it's a right time. You should know when it's a right time. That gut feeling. It's time to let go. Yeah. And that, yeah. I don't like looking at it as a risk because taking taking a chance on yourself shouldn't it's be a, a risk. risk. I like that. You see, that's why I never say, Oh, you're taking a risk. No, you're not. You're taking a bet on yourself. Yeah. You're betting on your idea, what you feel in your gut. And guess yeah. what? As we say, you're trying a thing. What's the worst that could happen? Because guess what? You're going to, you, the alternative is you die with that idea inside yeah, yeah, of you. Yeah. And, and you don't want to look back 60 years from now going, what if? What? Thank you. Yeah. Thank I should have. I could have. I should have, would have. And I yeah. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, even for me, when I was starting, I was, I came to Toronto in 2019. I was seeking a spot to, you know, I shared a story over and over on the show um, mm-hmm. about seeking a spot to do my catering from a friend said, Hey, you know, grab this restaurant spot. Then I decided in the middle of a pandemic who opens a restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. but for me, I wanted to secure the spot, you know, from early on. I'm like, you know, Noel, if you do it and it work, it worked. If it don't work, at least you tried. Exactly. I don't see, I don't see that's failure. If it don't work. No, it is not. But again, we're no, so, but we're thinking so much on what others will say. Oh, they're going to say, oh, I'm feel. They're going to say this, like, turn off the outside noise. Yes, that's very important. And I'm going to tell you something about yeah. opportunity. Opportunity just shows up. It doesn't care if there's a pandemic. It doesn't care if there's a flood. Yeah. It doesn't care if things are going well. That's why it's called opportunity. Yeah. So, you can either pay attention and see the opportunity and stop worrying about the yeah. external noise, as you say, yeah. and grasp it and run with it. And run with it. You know what I live by is Whitney Houston's song. Um, sometimes you laugh, sometimes you cry, sometimes... And, uh, and it's the next part about win and lose. Um, mm-hmm. So what I see in life is that sometimes when someone is losing, someone is always winning. It's a gamble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, when but... so, so when you see other people like losing, losing, not that you're gonna go in on it, but there are opportunity for you to gain. Because in a pandemic, there are people people losing their jobs, people losing yeah. money, people losing this, but there are also people becoming billionaire, millionaires, and you name it. Kanye West, yeah. Tyler Perry, all of these people. Guess what? Yeah. They didn't went in and fold up like over oh, in a pandemic. They look, how can we seize more opportunity? How can we build? How can we grow? You know, so. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah. and, in, in, and in order for that to happen, yeah. you have to have a level of consciousness. You have yeah. to be aware of your surrounding, aware of your environment, aware of what is going on. And that is when you recognize, okay, where is the gap? You're able to identify the gap. And that is what yeah. brought me to where I am. Yeah, yeah. I was able to identify the gap before the pandemic. What I saw yeah. was, I saw other food entrepreneurs, but I never, I wasn't seeing any black food entrepreneurs. And so I asked the question, why is that? And I didn't just ask the question, walk away. I asked the question with the intentions to fix it. 
yeah. address the issue. That's a big problem. That's different. Yeah. 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 And That's it's not problem. that we don't exist. We yeah. exist and we have talent. Yeah. And but why yeah. is there a representation? Yeah, and I love that because, you know, back to Tyler Perry again, where there was a problem in Hollywood when it comes to black people and writer. And he said, instead of trying to wait for a seat at the table, why don't we build, Create, a- build the table? Absolutely. Yeah, and the same Absolutely. thing for me. I wanted a space yeah. where I can have culinary conversation and we can create this because what we're doing now is creating a footprint where people come and hear the conversation and we're opening yeah. opportunities and, door, and doors for somebody else. And uh, I respect you for doing that. Not just adding by the you. problem, but also how can you fix it? Troubleshoot. It's yeah, troubleshooting. In, in 2019, what happened? So um, I lost my job where I was uh, working at an incubator accelerator that was run by the city of Toronto. Yeah. And they, they were no longer getting funding. And so, like you said, I didn't fold up. Yeah. I pivoted. I said, yeah. you know what? But I noticed this is what I'm going to do. So in 2019, I created Foodpreneur. Immediately, I lost my job December, created Foodpreneur Lab. Jen, it was going. Yeah. It was um, a plan. Yeah. Like it was a plan. Like it was a mental no, plan. No, it was, no, it was, it was, I would say just divine knowing, to be honest, yeah. because I saw there was a problem. I knew there was a gap. I could have closed my eyes and walk away, but yeah. something compelled me to do this. Yeah. You know, higher power. Okay. Yeah. And I'll say purpose. Purpose. Through yeah. it, I found my purpose. Yeah. And and so forward, here I am today. But that's not to say when I started in 2019, I had many conversations with people that said, Hey, this is a great idea. This good, this good. Yeah. No money. No money. Yeah. No money. And I didn't walk away. I did what I had to do. I held yeah. on a full-time job on, until, you know, I could find funding. And then in 2020, um, the government of Canada, through the um, Federal Development CFDO, announced funding for, to support Black entrepreneurship. Yeah. And as such, that's how we got our funding. So oh, nice. here is what I learned. If you prepare for opportunity, get things in place. Yeah. Then when the opportunity comes, you are ready to execute. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. I always believe in um they all say um success for me. My definition of my definition of success is um preparation meets opportunity. You gotta be prepared because <laughs> yeah, in order for a plane to. to take off. They gotta do the bin check. They gotta do all the check, the cabin check, that's, the fuel this. Right. They gotta de- right. de- ice the plane. Yep. It's called you know, that's that's preparation. Yeah, that's right. So we don't yeah. just go on the tarmac and go, you know what? I think let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nobody you see become successful. It's just overnight. Hey. Yeah. Exactly. And so this is what I tell my food entrepreneurs. Listen. I understand that, you know, you have to sort out your money business and you have to get things tight, mm-hmm. which is if you know you're going to need to borrow money yeah. to, to drive your business, then get your taxes in order. I'm not yeah. asking for your taxes to be perfect, but yeah. get it in order so that when the opportunity comes, so like when the organization of FACE announces we have $200 million that we're going to support Black entrepreneur, Black food entrepreneur, can apply for that because guess not, what? Not, you were prepared. Yeah. The opportunity came. Now you can be successful. Yeah. And they weren't prepared. 
So, so we're gonna go in the juicy details now. We're gonna okay. cook things up a bit. All right. Um, so, Let's what is it? it? Yes. <laughs> so, what is it that <laughs> you actually, you know, you do? Okay. Yeah. So, and how, how do we approach you? And you know, take us through okay. it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Foodpreneur Lab has two streams that we offer to Black, and this particular project, which is under the Black Entrepreneurship Program. Is, is geared to Black food entrepreneurs. So we have two streams. We have the scale-up stream and we have the startup stream. And the duration is nine months. And the, the startup stream is geared to any Black food entrepreneur who has a food idea but doesn't know how to get from the idea in their head to a physical prototype where yeah. it's, it's in a container and it's a product. And then the same stream that we have is our scale-up stream where you have an existing product, you're somewhat market, meaning you might be in your local markets or you might be in independent grocery stores, but you're not quite getting the traction yeah. that you want and you're not seeing the sales that you'd like, like to have. And so we help troubleshoot in that area as well, as well as troubleshoot in, in the startup areas where we find, you know, new food entrepreneurs don't know anything about food regulations they don't know anything yeah. about labeling they don't know anything yeah. about food science and the list goes on and the reason i point this this out is because canada's food ecosystem is safe and that is great yeah okay but the takeaway from that is it is a complex system it is not simple no, to navigate it's, it's very very complex and you know just to cut you a little bit so I can add some clarity to that. Yes. A lot of people think, say, I back in 2016, I did this catering and someone said to me, why don't you bottle your jerk marinade? It tastes so good. I'm like, you know, I don't want to do it. Business is very hard. And they're like, really? Just bottle it. And people think it's that it's easy as just one, two, three. No. And you can run into lots of trouble from labeling. Your labeling must be a certain size, certain font. Yeah. This, that. So yes. Yes, how you list the ingredients. And before you even get health, to the labeling. Health and safety. Like, that's right. Before yeah. you even get to the labeling, you know, you have to figure out how long is it going to last on the shelf. Shelf life, yeah. What, are the, to... chemical, what are the chemical um, components in it? Yeah. You know, um, what are what are the what are the safe food guidelines that yeah. you've implemented? And the labs that do that for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so we give them access um, and contact points with labs that do the shelf testing yeah. that talk about, okay, you know what? If you want to extend the shelf life of your product, how do you go about that? Yeah. You know, because you, as I say, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That's true. I didn't know. And, you know, luckily someone, I went to this Valentine's dinner and mm -hmm. this guy would do beers. Yes. I was talking to him and I went to his, his place. I took a bottle of the drip marinade to him and he's like, and I told him straight up, you know, I want to get in the stores. I want to do this. I want to do that. That was in Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, I know a lady and he called her and she recommended me to somebody who does the, the, the labeling the correct way to meet the standard. Then yes. she recommended me to the food lab where I sent yes. um, bottles. So they tested samples. So I yes. could get a nutritional fact and as well as yes. they did a shelf life test. Yes. So luckily, as a chef, you know, my pH was everything was good. And yes. 
everything was really good and it lasts up to six months. I told her for the drip marinade, it can last for a long time, but they want right. to check for E. coli and salmonella and all these stuff. Absolutely. And Absolutely. as a chef, sometimes we don't focus on certain things. Are we focusing on is like a nice product out? But there are people yes. who do what they do best. So let them do that job. That's their wheelhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and so not only that, you know, um, some of your consumers, your yeah. potential consumers, like this, want natural ingredients. They, they, they don't want to see preservatives listed no. on it. Right. No, no. So so again, you know, you have to keep into consideration as well when you're sending out a food product to the market. Yeah. And market research, I'm sure you help with that as well, in terms of what will make your product stand out. There are so many honey, there are so many jerk marinade, there are so many jerk season, uh, so many days. Absolutely. This, you know. Absolutely. And so what is the secret sauce of your product? Or the what story behind your it. Product? Yeah. It is the story. It is most definitely the, the story. story. Yeah. And people, you know, I always say um, food is community. Okay? It is, yeah. And in community, what do we talk about? We share our stories. stories. Well, how do we do it? We share it over food. Yeah. You know, some of the best stories we ever hear is at yeah. a table, eggs yeah. at the table with yeah. friends and family. Or even That's at another table, even at another table where we gather. Because sometimes it's a living room, it's yeah. on the veranda. Absolutely. It's outside, we're eating, and it's just good conversation. Exactly. Yeah, food brings exactly. out the best in you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so in, in doing that, um, when we start what we call these pathways, which are, are nine months in duration, we, we have all the touch points. Yeah. We talk about, you know, what's the pricing? We talk about who you're going to sell it to. Yeah. We talk about how you're going to sell it. Yeah. And at the end of the nine months, the, the deliverable or the intention is yeah. that you will be able to sustain that product with market now. Yeah. Success is defined differently by everybody, by yeah. everybody. We all have different definitions, but success for someone can look like this. You know what? I two, three stores. I'm happy doing maybe 3,000 units a month or every other month, and I'm happy with that. Success for somebody else might be, hey, I want to get in Costco's, the Sobeys, the, the, the larger retail. No yeah. Exactly, yeah. and that's okay. So yeah. the whole idea is, I have these one-on-one conversations with participants and I find out, okay, where do you want to go? What, what, what's your intention? What do you want out of yeah. this? And more importantly, what is the bottleneck issue today that you're having problems dealing with? Yeah. And once I assess that, um, then I know exactly what's, what are the tools that they're going to need, how to troubleshoot the issue. And then we have check-ins as we go along. Now, the beautiful thing is with the yeah. pandemic, as we say, there's an upside all the classes are truly mm. delivered right now. Yeah. Um, we'll see if in maybe 2023, if that will switch to in-person, who knows? Yeah. But right now, everything is delivered virtually and we have what's called small groups. So there, each group has five participants. Okay. And it's purposely done that way because we want to address you know, one of the things I, I realized and recognized quickly and having conversations with Black entrepreneurs is, you know, when we show up in spaces that traditionally we, we haven't been in before, when we've been invited or we've stumbled off it, yeah. um, we, we dim our light. We, we do. Dim our light, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so what I wanted was a safe space where... Yeah. We smile up ourselves. We smile yes, up. Yeah. Yes, yes. So what I wanted was a, a safe space where 
We didn't have to be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. We didn't have to be afraid to show our genius. We didn't have to be afraid to show our creativity. Be loud. Take it, over. Take up that's, space. <laughs> that's right. I wanted a, a place on us where we can shine, ask yeah. questions, and collaborate. And so that is what those small groups allow. They allow yeah. for connectivity. Yeah. More importantly, not only within the group, but with the advisor. And so we have what we call expert advisors that work with you as well to address yeah. if it's a labeling issue, oh. if it's a food safety issue, yeah. if it's a distribution issue, if I it's like a that. packaging issue. Yeah. And so you have, you have the community with people who look like you, yeah. okay, who want the same end result. And then you have the experts that give you the information to help you get to where you want to go, but more yeah. importantly, address the issue, the, the immediate issue, I yeah. should say, if it's production. So yeah. one of the things that food entrepreneurs um, have a problem with is when you have a great product. So yeah. let's say, let's say you're jerk, you're, yeah. you're jerk sauce. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, as we say, you made the jerk sauce and the jerk sauce take off. Okay. Yeah. The question becomes, um, where are you going to produce the jerk sauce? Which kitchen? Yeah. Because a commercial production kitchen is entirely different from a restaurant. Kitchen, okay? it is, yeah. A restaurant kitchen is not built for volume production, okay? Yeah. And so once you get into an environment that is created for that large volume production, the second part becomes, um, okay, well, when I how many units how many units can I make? Yeah, and that is part of the problem that is that plaguing yeah. the food ecosystem, which is you only make so many units up to a certain point, and then also, after that yeah. you have to switch to a co-packer. And it also uh, the costing as well because you can make more in a commercial kitchen versus a restaurant kitchen or home. You know, so uh, absolutely. So these volume, are, these yeah. are issues. that's right. These are the issues. And so the volume issue that we see constantly is yeah. Um, how many units can you make before you have to transfer over to a co-packer? Yeah. Because a co-packer is not so you have to have the sales to support going to a co-packer as well. Yeah. And if your product takes off and it's doing well and you don't have the money, that's yeah. a problem. Right. So you can have a great product, but the, these are the gaps that we're trying to to not only fill, but we're trying to change and and have the ecosystem shift and pivot to what food, what the food industry looks like. Today, yeah. Right. Because the food industry is no longer limited just to retail stores. We no. have the pusateries, the niche stores, the craft yeah. markets. Right, where boutique, be, this, the, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You don't have to be selling ten thousand units. No, but you still RB, have to be producing yeah. in yeah. volume. And plus, also, um, identify um a big problem with you know entrepreneurship or entrepreneur is I would say not everything is for everybody, and you don't need to be doing everything. You don't need to be everywhere. What is your market? Oh. What what's your target? And for me, the type of jerk sauce that I have, jerk season that I have. I never had it in mind to be in like no frills and all these big stores. Mm -hmm. For me, mm -hmm. I want it maybe in a nice um, heritage spot, a hotel, yes. a gift yes. shop, you know, it's, it's um, a gourmet product. Yes. And I can't exactly. compete 
with a grace. Grace is not my competitor. No, no, that's not. You know, so and and so we come back to as we say, find your fit. Where yeah. where does your product fit? Fit, yeah. And that is what will determine your price, who you're selling, and where you're selling to. Yeah. So yeah, and that's something I identify because, for example, you know, Grace sell a drip marinade for like four dollars something. My cost mm-hmm. is way higher, and if I'm on a shelf with Grace versus Chef Noel. Like most people, like you don't know Chef Noel. I'm going for Grace. Grace is a brand, a known brand. You know, so right. find so find your fit. Not everyone has that knowledge, you know. Or I, I, and that's absolutely. why you are here, and people like you are here to help with that because <laughs> I'm also of guidance like yours, you know. Yes, yes, yeah, and and also to have a, have a mentor. Mentor, yeah, important yeah. as yeah. well. You know, and costing I have is, a mentor. A big one is costing too. Some people can't cost their product. What's the cost of the bottle? The label, the, the that lid. is the num- That is, I would say, that is number one problem. The wastage as well, because if you're making jerk seasoning, remember you buy a bag of onion, a fifty pound, right? You throw away all that skin, the shell of the onion, and the wastage. How do you cost that? Like you know. So I use the best example and an stuff like that. I yeah, is bread. Okay, when a yeah. baker makes a loaf of bread, the first two slices represent the overhead which is the electric the lights the next slice after that might represent the labor the people he has to hire the thought the slice after that will cover the ingredients that he has to make at some point he's going to reach the middle of the loaf yeah. okay now if you're still adding expenses and you reach the middle you got a problem okay oh. but if you pop yes because now you're 50 of whatever it is that you're doing is mm. an expense that means you only have another 50 cents to put in your back pocket yeah okay so if you cross into the six slice now which represents the six cents and that's still an expense that means yeah. only seeing 40 cents 40 cents on your return yeah right? or 40 percent. and if you're still slicing into that and you're still and it's still going to an expense, you have a problem. So what am I saying? Yeah. At some point, when you cut that bread, you are either losing money or you are making money. That is what yield is. That is why it is important to figure out what it is costing you and how many units do you get from it. That is the most important thing you have to understand because that will tell you immediately if your idea has legs or not. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And I love a good analogy. And because I think anyone should be able to understand that like easily. And it's an eye opener because, you know, we just want to do something because of our vision, our idea. Mm-hmm. And we just want our, I make a good, and it's the same thing I've been saying. A lot of people go into restaurant because I can cook some good food. I make a good jerk chicken. And then things say, okay, I can cook good. That's all it takes. No. There's the overhead that you never see, the plumbing, the electricity, that, the, that, the fig- uh, Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the other things I, I see constantly is, you know, for, let's say you're cooking out of a church kitchen and yeah. you're doing okay. Listen, that's great. But if you are seriously looking to put this product in market, in market, yeah. Then you have to budget, you know, what is it going to cost me to rent a kitchen? You need to map out all those costs yeah. because right now you might be making money selling that product because you don't have much of an overhead, but that's not the true cost of yeah. that product. Yeah. 
Because not only that, the number one thing is we don't pay ourselves. Yeah. And there's part of the problem. That's problem. Not paying yourself. That is a problem. And That's I, a big problem. And I tell, yeah. And I tell entrepreneurs, I don't care if you start paying yourself for everything you start paying yourself $200. It doesn't matter. You have to get into the discipline of taking money off the top yeah. after you make yourselves and then whatever is left. Yeah. That's what you have to work. Yeah. I start off my business and I know, okay, I'm, I don't have no investor, I don't know this, I don't know that. So I start off by doing whatever I'm doing. Then after, then right away, I feel that like the business should start paying me. Some people say, oh, you got to wait until this amount of time. For me, I'm not no. waiting. I'm no. not waiting. The only thing I might no. do the first month, of course, I might say, okay. And they know what I do now? Right away. I separate my money from the business. So the business uh, one, the business one pay me. And two, I lend the business money at times. I lend yes, my business money. Yes. Yes. I must know so, where this, this is coming from. Yep. Absolutely. So I call that separating church and state. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your, your personal thing is not to be tied up. It's tied up in your business. It's the business as a loan. Yeah. And you will have a portion of equity in it because you yeah. loan the business money. But then as soon as the business starts making money, you repay that yeah. to yourself. And that's, how, and, yeah. Yeah. and that's how documentation comes in and all these stuff and, you know, in and out. And, you know, sometimes we're just putting in so much, so much, so much, and we're not getting out. So that's an next problem. Well, too. Fun, right. So we should say that one of the first things yeah. that we start off is we cover a module called legal. And that mm-hmm. is talking about how to properly register your business. Yeah. We have CRA that comes in, they do a webinar and they talk about when you should charge HST, what's, yeah. what are the ups, what are the pros and cons, um, how you pay out GST. If you, so in other words, you really get a foundational a foundation. understanding yeah. of how to properly, emphasis yeah. properly, set up your business yeah. so that you don't have to double back and fix this are learning from are learning from mistakes and and it's gonna cost in the end yeah i was just gonna say that wind up being very expensive and how long is it and how long is the course how long is the it's nine months nine months and how do you register are so are the cost right now you the cost so the cost is free because it is funded through the black entrepreneurship program. Yeah. And um, you can website, which is www.foodpreneurlab.com. We are having our next take in April of 2022. And in January, we will be opening up applications. So everyone, you know, feel free to apply. We'll, we'll assess, you know, what your, what, what your submission is, you know, and, and be specific. You yeah. know, don't, don't just say, I kind of have an idea, you know, talk about what you have in mind because you can have an idea, but if you can express it clearly, it helps us have a better yeah. understanding yeah. when we're doing our assessment. Yeah. Well, well, I'm ready to register because I have some plans and ideas as well as <laughs> I'm coming from Winnipeg. I know I'm in Toronto. It's two different Yes. you know so yes. it's different it's different laws yes. different regulations like even uh, absolutely. Canada. and you can't and, know it all this- yeah. 
No. And this particular pro, pro, uh, pathway or the Black Entrepreneurship Program is for Ontario residents only. I need to put yeah. that in. Oh, yeah. For okay. Yes. Um, we, would, we would like to see it go regional at some point. That is the aim of Foodpreneur yeah. Lab, to have this access to everyone throughout Canada. Yeah. And that is part of, of, of our mandate as well. Okay. I love that. And, I, and the fact that it's free, I even love it more. <laughs> yeah, because, Absolutely. Yeah, because honestly, these are this is something that some people go to college, university to study for years, right? And in nine months, like, come on and invest. You, it can't, you cannot think it's hard to invest in yourself. I used to drive, I used to be on a bus, I need to always see this sign. Um, it says, invest in your future self. And every time I try to buy something for myself or do something, I see it as an investment. Yes. Yes. And I, I am a huge proponent of what you just said, which is, yeah. you know, people go, oh, I have to invest in my business. It's not your business. It's you. You it's are you. the business. Yeah. Invest you in your business. future self. Yeah. Th- that's right. You have yeah. to change that narrative that you think you're putting money in, in your business. No, it's no, no. you. It's you, you are the business. So yeah. that's, that's how you need to look at it. Yeah. What are- money well spent. What's your take? Um, I have three questions for you off the top of my head. Um, one is what's your take on black food in supermarkets, especially when it when it comes to having just like food segregation? <laughs> I see that's a big thing now in the in the media. I am I am I am I think that it it needs to be removed. Yeah. Um listen, every entrepreneur and black entrepreneurs. We want fair competition. We're not asking for special treatment. We don't need a special aisle because guess what? Here's the mindset of the food consumer. Mm -hmm. The food consumer wants to be able to try different things. Mm -hmm. So if you push something in in an aisle that is international, international, okay, but you know, it, it doesn't encourage people to go down that aisle because they don't know how to use it per se. Right. Mm. However, we are now at a time where we're, we're pulling away, we're moving away from that because food segregation is yeah. just another contribution of all the other, as we say, um, isms, yeah. isms that we, we have to deal with. It and is. so um, my preference, and I see a lot, of, a lot of stores doing it now, is, you know, if you're a sauce, you're in the sauce aisle. Yeah, yeah. have a special, a special aisle. And, you know, with the, with, with the mirage of, should say, our story of cooking shows we have more exposure now to different types of cuisine internationally okay that people could people teach us a thing or two of how we use our traditional uh foods in other ways yeah and and that's the whole idea yeah because even for me um even for me i do my cooking shows online and all these stuff and people ask oh where can i get this the people cooking Mm -hmm. diverse now you know Listen, the, 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 the data shows 2014, Canadians ate three international cuisines a week. That was in 2014. Yeah. Fast forward to the pandemic, we, we eat international cuisines almost seven days a week. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, that so, on, I saw that on Twitter. I follow yeah. a lot of um, writers for like the LCBO magazine and Toronto Star. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of them in the pandemic were craving Caribbean food more so. 
Because they, they were craving all types of food. Yeah, I mean, and then you, yeah, go ahead. Because it's 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 different, and then we were all home. We want something different, you know. And people trying different stuff as well. Yeah, we we are by human nature. We are creative human beings. Okay, yeah. and as such, you know, you we ought to keep in mind. As humans, we've evolved. Our palates have evolved as well. Yeah. So it, it's interesting when they always say when you lose one senses, and not other four yeah. become high. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was the same. So us not being able to go out and eat stifled, you know, our yeah. ability to socialize. And so, so what did we do? We shifted it to something that satisfied palate in other ways we started cooking we started yeah. experimenting you yeah. know and and normally we would have made the time but guess what yeah. the whole world stopped not we all gained we all gained weight we all did the, the, the COVID 19 pounds yeah i know 19 pounds okay. i know we're all drinking teas and detox Listen, yeah we are we are probably going to be one of the far most healthiest bunch we're coming to i know we've tried adaptogens We've tried functional foods. Yeah. Um, we're just looking for ways to eat healthy and live longer. Yeah. So I love I love your insight on that. My thing was, you know, they were trying to create a, a space for us, but we don't longer need a space. We need to take no. over. We need to we need to be, you know, inclusive. We need to be uh, uh, absolutely. That, that's that's like mix. saying that's like saying you need to create a space for. For apparel, for black, for black the, people. Yeah, we, the black drink from this, or the black drink from this fountain. It, it, exactly. It, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. I mean, Ciroc doesn't have its own aisle. It's in, it's in the stores. It's in the, <laughs> it's in the LCBR stores where all alcohol yeah. is sold. You see my point? Yeah, so yeah. Why not just adopt that model and stop this segregation nonsense that we've become acclimatized to, yeah. and recognize that? Listen, um. Food is to bring people together. Yeah. Let's start with that first step. And, yeah. you know, every everything else will, yeah. will follow through. Yeah. These are some very important conversation, but also some conversation that sometimes can make people feel very uncomfortable when it comes to gender and race. And it's a very important one to have. So we have cleared the way about, you know, the segregation. Let's talk about women entrepreneurship. I know you're big on that as well. Yes. Of course, you rep the ladies. <laughs> you rep everybody. But, yeah. So, um, one, of, one of the issues with women entrepreneurship is that um, yeah. we have never really had the necessary support mm -hmm. to support women entrepreneurship. The statistics show it. The, um, the Diversity Institute has written reports on it. Yeah. The Women's Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub has provided reports, solutions. So it is, it's real. It is yeah. very much real. Um, we were significantly, women were significantly impacted COVID yeah. to the percentage of like 92%. Why? Because we tend to be the front, the front, um, frontline workers, retail, service jobs, yeah. hospitality, et cetera. So we felt the brunt of it. But yet... When you looked at the financial supports, institutions especially, and when you broke down the numbers in terms of the loans, the numbers were appalling. Mm -hmm. They represented less than 3%. And as, 
and that's black women it was zero point something percent yeah so that's a problem because yeah. you can't tell me that there aren't any smart successful black entrepreneurs yeah who are female yeah the, the issue is until you create the opportunities to give us access to these tools yeah then you will never know and and one of the things that we have to keep in mind is also that data has never been collected i don't know if you're of it but no data has ever been collected with regard to black entrepreneurship or black entrepreneurs in general the canadian government has never yeah. collected those statistics yeah so this is why the black entrepreneurship program is so important no because what, now yeah. we'll have a benchmark and we'll have stats, stats to show going forward. where yeah. we excel. Yeah. Where are we excelling? Where do we need help? And what the future will yeah. look like for entrepreneurship, for Black entrepreneurs. So this is significant and very important. Yeah. And you know, as a people, I believe, and, you know, and this is coming from racism, from not, mm-hmm. not racism, um, from um, slavery days. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, you know, racism in terms of same segregation. That's why they separated us, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, it affects us mentally, physically, emotionally. The trauma from that. Yeah. What's your take on the difference between us as Black people when it's come to entrepreneurship versus the other races? Like, like what are some of our problems? So, I... I... I don't want to state it as a problem per se. Yeah, I would yeah, yeah. say ba- barrier. I would say barriers. And you see, challenges. correct me. I like the correction. Is it, is it <laughs> correction for me? <laughs> yeah, I I would say barriers and challenges yeah. because I can't say it's a problem. Problem, per se, yeah. Because then then the problem is is perceived as with the individual, and that's not necessarily the it barriers. Has been barriers. Yeah. So, okay, so generalize, so yeah. Let okay. So let's if if we're gonna look at it from that lens, then let's talk about um the realities we don't have generational wealth to pull from yeah okay so you said how do we different from the others um we don't have four or five generations that have been here prior to us that own land mm. that had assets okay? because um we were excluded out of certain housing markets where you know we couldn't even live in some areas yeah right yeah so um if we look at how did we enter Canada? Our entry was through the stick program. Let's keep it real. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is how we came in. So yeah. if you come in from if you come in as a worker, okay, mm-hmm. then you don't have this. You don't have you don't have as much to or anything to leverage. Yeah. With your competitor, who is four generations ahead of you, yeah, and has some something established, be it money, home land business already you know, yeah. it, precisely mm-hmm. now a lot of people on on your on your show will say you know how many times i've had have you have you gone into a bank okay and you might have some money and they still question you like okay where did you get this from it, the, yeah. the sheer <laughs> the sheer inference that yeah oh, your money is coming in a different way, way yeah. than everybody yeah. else so, so stereotype so, so starts exactly, yeah. and so when you step back and look at it, you know the the banks have never been favorable greatest supporter. Yeah. Okay, and that's just the honest truth. Yeah. Um, and so you can't bootstrap a business. In other words, you can't keep 
taking your savings, which we don't recommend, okay, and constantly just putting it in the business, putting it in the business, because then you have no safety net in case anything goes wrong. Yeah. Wrong meaning if you get sick. Not saying that it's fail, but the simple yeah. fact that if you get sick, you have no safety net. Yeah. And so if you if you look at it from that lens, so the bank's not lending you any money. You don't have any assets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't come from uh, a well-to-do family. Or a certain or names. Have, a certain names. It, 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 yeah. Exactly. You can't mm-hmm. leverage anything. Then. How in God's name are you to launch a successful business? And it also cripple you. So, um, it also cripple you um, mentally. So you tend to operate a certain way, right? Smaller. You think small. You, you start thinking small as well, yeah. Absolutely. However, that's just the launching point. That doesn't mean that you have to remain stagnant in that mentality either. Yeah. Right? You know. That's why we say what one one cocoa full basket. You're just one at a time. You just keep you keep yeah. little 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 little, and you keep going. Yeah. And so, you know, somebody I was talking to somebody the other day, and she, in an interview, and she was saying, you know, how how do you deal with challenge? And and I said, life is a challenge. Challenge. So yeah. You it. It's not, oh, because I'm an entrepreneur, I have special challenges or challenges that are different. Mm -hmm. No, life is life in itself is a challenge. And I don't want people to think that, you know, um, because we're black, we don't have challenges and white people don't have challenges. Everybody has challenges. Their brain increase. Yeah. Um, But but at the end of the day, you still got to push through. You got to push through. I had... I, I had my challenges launching food credit. I had my challenges being an entrepreneur. Don't think for I held down two jobs. I held yeah. down two entrepreneurship businesses. Yeah. In other words, I did whatever it took. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And as that I said earlier, myself. you know, it's all you look on. It's all you look on the thing. And, and all you look on the challenge. Yes. It's just not early. Yes. And you have it daily, you know. And being an entrepreneur, going to your own business sometimes is that easy as well, you know? So uh, Absolutely. Most people and, see, and I think the thing these days with, with entrepreneurship, people see it as freedom. Oh, I set my own time. I'm going to work when I feel. That's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> You're going to work. I wish I, I wish I could. Yes, but, but as things grow, you don't even have time for yourself. No, entrepreneurship, as we say, is a lonely existence. Yeah. So you in 14, 18 hour days, 80 hour weeks, you yeah. work when the opportunity comes. You can lose you your marriage. No. You Listen, lose family. You can lose yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And with any and with everything else, you have to have balance. Balance, yeah. Um, I'm not saying you can't hustle and have the grind, but family is equally important. important yeah. Because if the, if if you don't, if you have the success and those same and, people yeah. who supported you are not there, it's empty. And relationships, you know, the, as in friend, go like I still need to go to the brunch. You still need to hang out. You still need to. Yes. Some people are like, oh, I'll, yes, I got my business. I, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Like, and then years no. pass, and you're so lonely. You're so broken. You give up. Absolutely. The, you know, so. And, and, yeah. and so you have to make time for those things. And how, how do I do that? I actually book things in my calendar. Yeah. I book dinner, dinners with friends. I book to do something. Otherwise, you yeah. forget. Yeah. Because you're so caught up. That's you're me so these days. Up. And your memory started to go. As, my memory is going. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, 
it's not so much your memory is going. You're distracted because you're spinning so many plays. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. There's you a know? lot going on. Um, yeah. I have a book that's this thick that has, I just brain dumped all the things yeah. that I need to do because I can't hold as much yeah. that same amount of information. And you know, I, I just want, I just, there are days and I need to shut off. And that's how you have to be as an entrepreneur. Every now and again, you need to unplug. Unplug, yeah. Yeah. You need to do that. And just maybe just chill in the bed if you want to Netflix, yes. have some breakfast, some me time, yes. you know, turn off Absolutely. the Google because you find yourself Googling, YouTubing, and yeah. this yeah. season so, where you're hungry. Self-care. Yeah, yeah. You're yep. hungry for the journey and you love it. But at the same time, yeah. trust self-care. me, balance is good and enjoy the moment. Oh, enjoy listen. the journey. That's that's one of the rules we hear, which is listen, it's not a burden. Enjoy the journey. Exactly. No, no. It's not a burden. Exactly. Don't, don't see it as a problem. Don't see it as a yes. problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like for don't me, lose, I I can't open. believe I'm celebrating my you know opening cuisine by Noel almost a year now. And I tell myself, look, if this business lasts for six months, one year, I'm gonna enjoy the journey. I don't Absolutely. care. I don't care. Absolutely. I'm gonna enjoy the journey. So when it when it's over, there's no problem. In Jamaica, we say no cup, no brock, no coffee, no spill. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything is okay. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's yeah, it's all, all good. good. So enjoy the journey. Because, and yeah, it's because, not, because that's important. Yeah. And entrepreneurship, you know, is not a uh, hundred meter. It's a marathon. It is. Um, it's the longest marathon of your life. Yeah. So go slow. Take it easy. Yeah. Pace yourself. Yeah. Pace yourself. What are some tips? What are some tips that you would give? Because I have lots of entrepreneurs who listen, you know, restaurateurs, mm-hmm. people going doing it, um, going to coffee business now, honey guys, listen to the show. What's your thing, you know, to be a successful entrepreneur? If there's yeah. My my two is if something's not working, sit quickly. Don't don't let it stir and linger for two, three months when you know it's working. Pivot quickly. Yeah. You'll save yourself money. You'll save yourself mental anguish. Yeah. And who knows? You might even save them in the process. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, don't, don't let things languish. Um, two, self, self-care, which is what we just yeah. spoke about. Mental and um, physical, yeah. Absolutely. If you have neither, nothing else matters. Matters, true. So that's, that's important. You come first. Three, you are the business. You, that, that's right. And three, don't take yourself so seriously, man. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's my mantra. <laughs> that's my mantra. You know, it, you're, not you're, not, you're not performing surgery. Okay. No, live. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, live keep, a little, man. Live a little. Keep things, keep things in perspective. Yeah. Keep things in perspective. You know, whatever. If you're having a bad day today, well, that's today. Tomorrow might be better. You just Tomorrow's never different. know. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Keep things in perspective. That's it. Those are yeah. my three. I love I love those, you know. And the one for me is just don't take it to yourself too seriously. And seriously, yeah. Yeah, and there's going to be lots of mood swings when it comes to business. Uh-huh. Um, There's highs, there's lows, there's lots to do. Your schedule is full. You're going to feel, but what, what keeps you happy? What makes you happy? Is it a music? Turn on the music yeah. at work. Yeah. Is it, um, yeah. you know, a drink in the I, evening or something? But yeah. I, for, for me personally, I, I have two things I'm always cognizant of. is treat people the way you want to be treated. Treated, yeah. And two, 
always try and put a smile on someone's face. It could yeah. be the simple act of just acknowledging their presence. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, sometimes you just don't know what yeah. that person that you're looking at is going through. Yeah. And or, or, oh, that person can change your life as well. Pre- precisely. And sometimes yeah. I smile at a friend who says to me, you're always smiling. You know, you, like, you know something. Yeah. No, I just learned that a smile can break the simplest of, 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 of days. Just, yeah. just a simple yeah. smile. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. And then my tip is that something I learned in I think 2016. I went to this round, I went to this conference in in Winnipeg, and we were doing some round table. And I think I was talking with this lady, and she was like, she was talking on networking. That's one. Mm-hmm. Networking is mm-hmm. very important. And I walked away with that, like networking. I wasn't the type of person to network a lot and what you know like what's networking you want us go to event give business card and that's it and you know t- until i understand the importance and how to network properly right and two a big one which most of us don't really do is to be specific ask for what you want want yeah i walk in i walk in this guy office and i said you know like he knows me and i said you know i need to get my money out there and I need some help because he is into business. He's into manufacturing. And he said, no, no, well, I know someone. Let me just call her right away. Boom. And that was a moment where I said, you know what? Ask her what you want. Speak up. Yes. Yeah. So to, to your point, networking, yeah. networking is not really part of our culture. That's yeah. why we have such a, a, a negative reaction to it. So, and I too suffered from that. So yeah. I, I stopped calling it networking and I called it connecting. Connecting. It's a lot more easier to embrace. Yeah. When you know, you're connecting with people, networking, it seems very gender driven. Yeah. Oh, here's my business cards because you be able to help me with something that something, you know, yeah. I need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's when, what, yeah. When it's, like, con- yeah. it's connecting, it's a bit more sincere. A, co- a community. You're creating a community. Yes. Exactly. And that's what we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, like I changed that. The minute I changed connecting with people, I soared. I was meeting people at Friday and Sunday yeah. and I was so much more comfortable with it. And then the other thing you said was be specific in asking. You're absolutely right. The problem with that is yeah. people are afraid they're going to hear the no. So here's a bit no of No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Be comfortable with no. No, yeah. Get comfortable with hearing no. It doesn't yeah. mean not it it might be that no could yeah. just mean not now yeah you know what but you and i have what you and i have and and it's a big problem i see now is timing and experience yes some things it's easy to hear it and it's easy to say it, but if you don't have the experience yeah it's a totally yeah. it's a waste of time because yes. when you can get no and you and when life goes on with that's that's experience and the time now you understand oh that no meant it it, it wasn't um like what's it, it's a redirection yes yes it's yeah. it's not a it's not a it's never going to happen yeah. it could be a not right now no yeah it's a it redirection could a, yeah it could be a something pivot. better something better is coming it, Exactly. Yeah. It could be a pivot to something else. Yeah. Or as I call it, the marinating season where you just have to sit and wait. 
because it will happen. Work on the but plan. You have to be patient. Exactly. Yeah, work so on the plan. Working on the plan. The plan. The so and then the opportunity yes. is gonna come. And exactly. you know, as an entrepreneur, you live, and that's what I love about you know being a chef is that you're always learning. Being an entrepreneur, you're always um learning. So for my thing is, or my takeaway, be open to change. Ah, uh, be open. So if so if no, it's snowing. If no, it's snowing. I'm always selling. Um, you know, jerk chicken. Why not make a jerk chicken mac and cheese? Because someone they want comfort food. How can you exactly. be open? Exactly. I'm doing cakes now. Exactly. I made cake. Um, last year was over. I started decorating some cakes. Somebody ordered red velvet. An next person ordered red velvet. Someone ordered this, and he just keep on selling. I know I'm learning new design cakes. Then, I don't. Yeah. I don't have time not to be making food. It's all about cakes. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a baker. I'm not a pastry chef. But guess what? I am right. open to change. And, and they That's don't need to know right. that. They don't need to That's know that. I'm a right. chef. You understand? Right. So, as I, right. so don't think it is failure. See it as redirection. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes those, it's those stuff that create the best of product. Because you went yeah. in there with one intention and... and, 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 and the, the experience pushed you in another. And that's how you find yourself. Yes, yeah, absolutely. In the storm, sometimes. Yes, in the <laughs> storm. Right. Yes, yeah, so storm. you know we could talk all day long. I enjoyed um this conversation so much, and I, I, you know, I realized I'm doing entrepreneurship since I was twelve, and I didn't realize it. Yeah, it was entrepreneurship, but for some people, it's just buy and sell or sell. Yeah, until yeah. we get a fun, until we learn a fancy word, it's entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Yeah, those skills are what you know I'm using today as well that's right. that's you know right. so i i'm very passionate about business and entrepreneurship even though you know i'm a chef yeah because it's still a business absolutely yeah absolutely. and and this is one of the things when i was in this space and i didn't see us being represented i i couldn't understand because we are natural born adults uh, yeah. i say oh, yeah. time and time we've been again. bartering we've been bartering and trading <laughs> exactly and so it's in us yeah it's in us it might be dormant, natural yeah but it is in it, it and we're creative us. we're creative i would know very to take, so. i would know to bounce back we're very Hello. resilient we are yeah. resilient yeah we are resilient yeah. people Trust yeah man that 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 term tony had like fashion yeah just appear yeah. we're at home we make a pudding and we sell exactly. it and you come and you pick up i will start label it i will start yeah. we'll do the, the ginger beer we'll do this we'll do that and listen, you know, in Jamaica, we have so many street vendors, nature. you know, that's my point. Selling soup, nature to us. Yeah, yeah, selling soup, the yes. jerk chicken. They like here, honestly, sometimes in the summer, I miss somebody in the corner selling some greater cake, selling some yeah. this, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I miss that. Yeah, so who's to so. say you might see more of that, you know, in these coming years because food is changing. The concept of how we get food to people is changing. It's changing. And it that is. in itself is creating opportunities. Yeah. This it, is what I want. It's no longer fine dining anymore. It's, it's no longer no, fine it dining. It's more no, street it food. It's grab exactly. and go. It's a fast, yes. fast food in a good way, as in grab and go. Yep. It's, it's food trucks. It's, yeah. it's corner vendors. It's going to be vending machines. I see that. There's so much. I see. Yes. I see a vending thing in Kensington where you can get coffee. Like you just put the money on the street side. Yes. Yes. It's with the salads. They're coming. They're gonna have um, contactless stores where you have QR codes on products. You go in. You download the app. 
the app gets you access into the store. You scan all your, you pay by your card and you're out the door and you've never actually touched anything yeah. or spoken to anybody because there's nobody in the store. One, that's where we're going. But that's, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. And then, so we as, um, you know, entrepreneurs as also keep up with trends as well and technology. I am a... I'm That's a huge a- proponent of that. Foodpreneur yeah. Lab is an advocate where we talk about, you know, we have to start seeing us being involved yeah. in food innovation, yeah. which is, you know, plant-based products, yeah. you know, um, pea protein and, and, and getting them involved in the agri-food space at different levels. It's not just about doing a product. Yeah. It can be anything, seed spe- specialization, yeah. all the way to vertical farming. We need to be involved. Yeah. I love it. And I love this conversation. And honestly, we're going to touch base again. I would love for you to come back again to let us know Thank how the program you. is going. And you might Absolutely. see me in the program. If you see my email, <laughs> come on in. It's me. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I honestly, you know, I'm like jerk marinade. And I just started doing it, selling to a friend in the hotel, the restaurant. People I know, it, it's on my website. I, as you said earlier, you were throwing shades at me that you have a good product. But how do you do it? I'm like, she's talking about me. But sometimes, like, you just need the help. You just need the support. You just need the, somebody who can take you to the next place. We can't do it Absolutely. ourselves. And Absolutely. that's where you comes in. And I hope that, you know, I'm going to spread this word. So please send me all the flyers you have and whatever you have. So I will send you know, over a link. And yeah. thank you so much. And there's so many people in the support. community as you trying to do stuff, cakes, pastry, this. So. Let's do it. Let's spread the word. And the problem, the problem, the barrier that we have, the challenges that we have is, you know, I would say sometime the to information, the access to the right information, because we focus so much on the negative and the negative is in our, is in our space so much. Yeah. So we need to share information, the right information. Let's fill out the space with the right information. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Thank you're going to come back on next season or you know okay and keep Sounds us posted. Like a plan. all righty sure. it's a date Thank you. <laughs> all right don't be late <laughs> all know. right okay. so we'll keep in touch Thanks, for sure everyone. all right for yeah, sure thank Take you care. everyone yeah. okay bye-bye all righty it's that time we've reached the end of another show thank you for listening if you have enjoyed this episode and you like to support this podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review Remember to follow us on Instagram at What's Cooking with Chef Noel. And to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Chef Noel. Until next time, see ya!